Welcome to the Science and Spirituality Podcast, where we dive deep into universal spiritual principles and ground them in modern science. My name is Chris Carton. And my name is Kevin Carton, and we are committed to simplifying the spiritual side of success for you with easy to understand scientific research so you can walk away with practical tools to create radical transformations in your life. Let's get started. Hello, and welcome back to an episode of the Science and Spirituality Podcast. Kevin Carton here with a solo episode. I want to dive in with you today to discover and deepen our understanding, you and I, because it's not just you. I'm learning and deepening in this awareness myself about what I like to call energetic sufficiency. This actually comes from a principle in physics that we all can see very easily, but this relates directly into our life and how we create what we want to create or that we don't create what we want to create and that there's the lack of the results that we would really love. And uh, I'll share the principle in physics in just a second, but just to be clear, it's not about just the material things in life. It's not about creating something just for the sake of creating, but it's for your own soul's growth. Because since we are in this physical reality, this three-dimensional human experience, there are things for us to do. Or at least that's my belief, that I believe that we're here to do something. Again, not just to create, but to grow our souls. I believe that's why we're here on planet Earth at this time in human history, to really grow by means of then having a vision, creating what we would love that can obviously better our lives, but also it's for the betterment of others and the world at large. So with that cleared up, that clarified, let's get into this principle, energetic sufficiency to create what you want to create in any area of life too. It applies into your health and well-being. It applies into your relationships, the quality of depth and love that you experience with your family, with your friends, with your coworkers, with your significant other, or to call in certain people in your life. It's in your work and your performance, how you show up, how fulfilling it is for you. And then of course, creating results by means of that, whether that's serving people directly or indirectly by whatever you do. And then of course, also money freedom and time freedom and creating that kind of ample sense and experience of freedom so we can give what we want, what we want to give, do what we want to do, go where we want to go and ultimately live how we want to live. So any, any result we're talking about here, it apply the energetic sufficiency principle applies. Now, the principle in physics, this states that the system with the least diversity conducts the most energy. And we see this very simply in an example, we can think of a pipeline bringing water from A to B. And so imagine there's a pipeline, it's say one foot in diameter, and it's carrying water from A to B. So there's a certain level of water pressure in that pipeline. Now, if you split that pipeline up into three equal size pipelines, each of them one foot in diameter, then you would sense that there's probably about a one third water pressure into each of the other three, right? Very straightforward, especially in mathematics of things. But this also matters in terms of our creation of new results in our life. So often, and I've been very guilty of this myself in my life, being a Sagittarius and being a spontaneous person, 
I would have this shiny object syndrome where I would get an idea and I'll go after that. And then a week later, I would shift away from that because I got some other shiny object idea about what I wanted to do or where I wanted to go in my life. And so that kind of energy of the, the, the back and forth and choosing all these different paths and not focusing, it creates a, a way of which we use our energy ineffectively, that we're actually not really bringing our energy to fullness to create what we want to create. We're just jumping around to different things. And so when it comes to creating new results in our life, new experiences for the betterment for ourselves and others, we have to work with the principle of energetic sufficiency. And this is difficult, I think, just as any human being, because especially in our, our world with uh, just lots of technology and easy distractions uh, and a lot of different things to focus on, there's a lot going on in our world. It can be very difficult to bring a level of energetic sufficiency into our life. And that's why at the very beginning of anything is really knowing what you would love having a clear vision, a clear desire, a clear goal that you're actually working towards. And it actually matters to you. Like there's a deep sense of why you're going after that. And this, this I think, takes time as well. It's a level of uh, maturity, both in the humanness maturity, but also a spiritual maturity as well of knowing deep down what, I, what you would love. That's not based on what your conditioning has been or your programming has been. Because personally for me, for example, I, I grew up with the idea that I wanted to be famous, that I wanted a lot of people to know who I was. And it, it really actually didn't matter as I started to grow up and realize that there's, it, it's actually not, it's not a measurement of success. Like truly, I started to evolve my definition of what success meant to me. Success meaning to me now that I'm doing what I love that I'm resonating with what I'm putting out into the world. And if a ton of people know me, great. But if there's a ton of people who don't know me, it doesn't matter to me, actually. And so there's an evolution process with that, but it does begin with knowing what you would love. But when you do know what you want to create, and if that's you in this moment, then I highly encourage you to lean in to these next examples I'm going to give you about how it works with energetic sufficiency. So energetic sufficiency, as it was stating that the system of the least diversity conducts the most energy. That's why we want to have a clearly defined outcome we want to create in our life for the growth of our soul. But there's these great analogies that, that tell of the process of what happens when we stay focused. So the first analogy I always love to give is about a, a type of Chinese bamboo. So chances are you may have seen or maybe pictures, maybe seen in your real life, that how tall bamboo stalks grow. They grow dozens of feet tall in their lifetime. However, in this particular type of Chinese bamboo, in the first year of its growth, after it's been planted in the perfect nutrients, like perfect soil with right nutrients, it's been given the right amount of sunlight and darkness, it's been given the right amount of water as well for its perfect environment, it grows just two inches in one year. One full year, 12 months, just two inches of growth. So you continue that process. Say you're actually taking care of that plant, that bamboo tree. You continue taking care of it for another year. So in the second year, perfect environment, right amount of nutrients, water, sunlight, darkness, it still only grows two inches in one year. So now a total of four inches of growth on the surface for all of that effort of two years put into it. 
And that exact same process happens for the next two other years. So year three and year four, it's still only two inches of growth. And outside looking in, if you're not aware of the growth process of this particular type of Chinese bamboo, it can be tempting to think something's going wrong here. Is, is it not growing? Is there like the roots rotting or, you know, the reeds choking out the life of this plant? What's going on? Questioning, right? But knowing the process of growth, trusting the process in the fifth year of growth, given the perfect environment, it grows 11 feet in one year. You can call that a quantum leap of results in life, right? And we can draw this analogy to our own lives because th this is exactly how it happens with energetic sufficiency as well. And in our own lives, in terms of creating new results, in the first span of time when we're working on creating something new, it's, it, there's some work to it. And there's not a ton of the outside results that we see in our life right away. But the, per, the reason I love this analogy so much is because in the story of the bamboo stalk, the greatest growth in those first four years does not happen on the surface. It happens underneath the ground in the rooting system. It's called the rhizome system is the technical term. And in the first four years, it's growing a massive rooting system underneath the ground so that it can support that massive growth in the fifth year. In essence, it, it takes its time to grow an energetic sufficiency. In this case, it's an actual physical rooting structure underneath the ground to be able to support that kind of 11 feet of growth. And you and I are very similar, is that when we're creating, working on creating something new, we've never created before in our life, in any area of our life, it's going to take some time in the beginning to start to build up that level of energetic sufficiency within our own self. And particularly, I love that example because if you take an image and look at an image of a rooting structure of a plant, particularly obviously a bamboo in this analogy, and then our human brain, a very microscopic version of uh, an image of our brain shows all of these, I mean, literally billions of connections through the neurons that we have in our brain. And it literally looks like a rooting system of a plant. It's incredible. And so, and then now we know also with modern science, neuroplasticity, neuroplasticity works over time with changing the connections we have in between each neuron in our brain. And then that creates what's called a neural net for different experiences in life, whether that's negativity or positivity, whether that's success or failure, or whether that's just any experience in life, whether positive or negative. We have a relationship with that in our brain's neurons, which then of course creates a vibration that we call an emotion in our body, most dominantly in our life. And then we live that out by means of our actions. And so it takes time to make change because by the, the, the principle of neuroplasticity, we have to change our brain first in order to change our life. And uh, Dr. Joe Dispenza, who is one of the pioneering scientists in this field of neuroplasticity and how that relates to our human potential, he has this beautiful quote where it illustrates this very well. He says, we have to learn how to train our body to respond to a new mind. We have to train our body to respond to a new mind. And that is exactly what's happening in our own selves, in our brain, in our emotions, in our body, as we do the work of staying focused, of using our energy in a very particular way, 
Now, quick side note, this doesn't mean that you have to only focus on one goal or one dream at a time. You can have different projects, different things going on, but you definitely want to have a focus, not having a dozen different things that you're working on. I mean, it depends though, because a gentleman I follow on Instagram, he's an incredible businessman. His name is Gary Vaynerchuk. You may have known him. He has like, I don't know, 12 different businesses, but he built that up over time. He, I, 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 I haven't interviewed him, which that'd be a great interview podcast episode because he's deeply spiritual, I think, with uh, how he shares a lot about gratitude and being positive, optimistic. Uh, he doesn't share a lot about his positive or his uh, spirituality, but I have a feeling he does have a belief in that. But um, <laughs> digressing from that, uh, I, I bet if I interviewed him, he would talk about how he had particular projects he worked on at any given time and that he focused most of his energy on one or two, maybe three. So quick side note is that it's okay. You can have multiple projects, but definitely you want to give your main energy to just a one, two, maybe three. Now, getting back on track, the analogy, the bamboo tree, the bamboo stalk growing, that 11 feet of growth doesn't just happen over, over just overnight. You know, it still took a year for that 12, uh, that over 12 months, that 11 feet of growth. But again, it was built up over time from the first four years of building at that energetic sufficiency. Now, I have one other analogy that I think will paint this picture even more clearly for you, and it goes perfectly aligned with the bamboo tree growth. So it's something that you and I have done very often in our life, and it is boiling a pot of water. It is very analogous to our own transformation as well. So think about it. When you get a pot of water, put it on the stove top, turn on the fire, turn on the heat, you start out from room temperature water, and your goal, of course, is to change that state of water to its boiling point where it turns into steam. So then you could cook whatever you want to cook, boil an egg, you know, or cook pasta, whatever it is, you get it to a boiling point. And so that phase change of that particular substance we call water, it is power that's created. Because what do we think about it? When steam is created, there's pow extra power there by that phase change. And you can literally power a locomotive. You can power a train by means of steam. And so, and many other things for sure as well. So there's, there's an energetic increase when that happens there. And that's what we want in our life, right? It's the increase in our lives. So again, relating to any result that you wanted to create, the increase we're looking for, we can relate it to boiling a pot of water. But here's what happens on the journey of creating a change. And I imagine that you, like myself, can relate to this, what I'm about to share. We start off with the best intentions, right? We have the goal, the dream, the result that we have in mind that we really would love, we're connected with, and we set out. We may be on track for a few days, few weeks, maybe even a few months, and then something takes us off track, whether that's our own distractions, our own dissuasions, and our own thoughts, the fear, the doubt, the worry. It could also be a failure, a mistake that happened, something not working out. And heck, it could be indirectly related where something you know big happens in our life. Like we have a diagnosis or someone passes away and that we felt close to and we just feel like we're taken off track, right? In essence, in that analogy about boiling the pot of water, that that's very normal to happen in our human journey. And what that's like is that we've put the pot of water on the, the fire but then over time, when it gets uncomfortable, when it gets inconvenient to stay committed, in essence, the fire is turned up and we're feeling the heat, then what most of us do, unknowingly, we take the pot of water off the stove. 
or another way of putting it, we turn down the heat. And so that sufficiency that was starting to be built, moving from that water from room temperature to start to going towards boiling degree by degree, it starts to fizzle out. And then we have to start all over again. And it can be tiring, honestly, to start again and again and again and again over weeks, months, or years. Heck, many people in their life, they feel like they've been starting over again and again for decades. It sucks. I, I've, I've definitely experienced that in my life. I'm not immune to this experience because we're all human. But this analogy is so powerful because then when we realize that we do need to give it the kind of fire, the kind of energy, the kind of heat that it requires to have that phase change, we can know then that it's actually normal to start to feel uncomfortable in the process or when something comes up to distract us or to take us away from what we really want to create, then we can remind ourselves, it's like, hmm, this is an opportunity for me to recommit, to stay, to keep that pot of water on the fire. And yes, it's uncomfortable. Yes, it's difficult. Yes, it's challenging, but we do it anyway. We stay focused on what we would love to create. And you could talk to anyone, and maybe you're a, you're a business owner yourself. Maybe even another great analogy is a writer. Uh, I've, I've read a couple of books about how uh, professional writers, people have sold many books, how the process goes, and they'll often hit a block. This in, in health and fitness, running a marathon, for example, there's, there's a runner's wall that runners hit, that there's just that like, uh, there's that moment in time where it just gets so difficult and everything within you is screaming for you to give up. Same thing with writers, but same thing with business owners. You talk to anyone who's owned a business. It's like, you ever wanted to give up in your business? Absolutely. I personally can say in my coaching business, which soon to celebrate its fifth year, fifth, uh, it's going to be five years old on September 22nd um, as a coach. But I, there was at least two or three times in my five years of business that I really considered quitting, giving up. So it's normal. That's the first and foremost thing you want to keep in mind is it's normal. It's not wrong that you're feeling that, but then it's to recommit, to really stay focused on what you would love. And that, that is difficult. That is not easy because again, everything in your mind might be trying to tell you is like, oh, it's better to just leave it, just leave it alone. Or just to, you know, take a week off, take a month off. It's okay. Like you'll do it. You'll come back to it. And with the best intentions, it never happens. It's sad. It really is. And I, I, I say this with a humble heart. I'm not saying this from a place of like, oh, like I know better. Because again, I, as I shared, this has been an experience in my life and times that I've gotten off track for weeks or months as well. But now knowing this and just deepening, reminding myself in this is to notice when that comes up so that you don't take yourself off track. Now, quick side digression. It is okay to take breaks in terms of actual rest that you need that your body needs, that your mind needs. This is not about working and doing something literally 24 seven, but it's about knowing and feeling when you know you're getting off track, where it's actually not a period of rest, but it's actually you delaying, you procrastinating. And I know you know that and listening to this, I, I, I feel like most, most of us know this really. But so I want to give you some tools, some things that can help you in shifting that experience because we all go through it. And the power that I want to bring you, the, the tool or the thing to do I'd recommend is repetition, is a commitment to studying in essence. And I celebrate you for being here, for listening to this episode, 
Really. And, and maybe you've been a listening listener to our podcast, me and Chris's science and spirituality podcast for maybe just weeks, maybe it's just a day. Hey, heck, this might be the first list episode you're listening to, but chances are I, I've found that many people I've talked with that listen to our podcast have been listening for a while, or they listen to other podcasts that are good, or they read books. And that, that one thing, just studying, just always endeavoring to actually better ourselves is a powerful help when it comes to this block that we might hit in terms of our own transformation. Personally for myself, I have been investing in weekly coaching with my mentor, Mary Morrissey, for now eight and a half years. I started in 2014, in May of 2014 to be exact. I remember the exact day that I signed up to be coached by her. And it was actually a self-study program at first, but then a month later, I decided to go into a year-long study with her and I've never stopped since. There's a power in accountability and support to stay focused because listening to an episode of a podcast, reading a book, they're great and they're helpful to inspire. Personally, I listen to, to audios all the time. I read books almost every day. But when I have the accountability where I'm showing up, to be to talk with someone, to hear different concepts, to know that I'm in a study and with others and that there's someone keeping me accountable. In essence, I also keep myself accountable by showing up on those calls with my mentor. But it, there's, there's a different level of commitment that most people are never willing to make in their life. It, which to me, it's not a place of being better than anyone else at all because everyone has their own circumstances to deal with and maybe also resources to be able to invest in themselves. But I see it as a way of applying a tried and true principle of life itself to be able, or in other words, a law of the universe, to be able to continue a momentum forward. One of the laws that I'm speaking of that I'm keep, that's coming to mind is called the law of rhythm. The law of rhythm states is in essence that there is a ebb and flow in everything literally look at the tides of our ocean, right? There's, there's the in tide and there's the out tide. There's the inflow and the out. And that, that's just the nature of life. I mean, heck, are the, the procession of our days on earth. There's night and then there's day. Of course, we've, we've uh, taken our own perception of that and, and created time by means of that and how do we track that. But there's still, there's the darkness and there's the light that comes. It's the ebb and the flow. That's what I was saying and, and making a side note that it's not about always being on and always going for the goal and always being on track because we will get off. That's, that's the natural ebb of life. But when you're in a structure, when you have support, when it's not just you keeping you accountable, which is an important part in the process, you don't want to just be relying on someone else and having that as a crutch, but it's a powerful help in staying committed. There's a great quote that illustrates this for me, and which is why I continue to invest in myself through working with my mentor, is this great quote that says, it's hard to see the entire picture of our life when we are the ones inside of that frame. I'll say it one more time. It's hard to see the entire picture of our life when it's us who is inside of that frame. It's you inside of that frame. It's hard to see that entire picture of your life. It's just another way of saying that we have blind spots or things that we can't see. And especially when it comes to our own doubts or worries that come up, our own dissuasion and distraction and delay that causes us to drift ever so subtly away from what we really wanted to create in our life. That's the real detriment of our goals and our dreams, what we really are here to do 
in this time and space. And so in essence, why I'm sharing this, because this has really been deeply uh, meaningful for me over the last eight and a half years, but I've been reminded of this and I wanted to share it with you because just recently it was in August that I reinvested in another year with working with my mentor. So it's continuing and not, not because I don't get what she teaches and what she shares. I, I feel I'm a very uh, advanced student of hers, but I, I know that there are still those parts of me. It's just a part of the human journey, right? Part of us that wants to grow, of course, but there's always a part of us that wants to stay in the comfort zone, the, the known life and just be at ease and not, and just coast for the rest of our lives. Like wish, I wish that we could. Right. But actually in truth, I actually don't wish that there's a part of me that does. Let's say that there's a part of me, the part of me that wants to stay in a comfort zone is definitely saying that is like, Oh, I wish I could. Right. Um, you know, just sit on the beach for the rest of our lives. No, I personally actually don't want that. I personally want to continue to grow and that by means of having support, I, I allow my, that part of me to really be ignited and keep that fire going. In essence, it's like stoking the fire, especially when it gets uncomfortable. So my friend, I hope this helps because it, it really is, this episode is really about uh, reminding you of probably what you already know, but to bring some science to it, or this, the energetic sufficiency, the principle in physics, focusing your energy, and also knowing that it's okay when things come off track, but to recommit. And that it's just so much easier to have support or it's almost easier to recommit and stay committed when we have support. And speaking of which, you may have heard this already, maybe this is the first time you're going to hear this, but at the beginning of every month, I, I feel blessed and honored that I get to offer a, a support structure, a way in which I can support you, even if it's just this one call. And so once a month, I carve out time in my calendar to offer what are called strategy sessions. And a strategy session is a 60 minute video call with me where we get on Zoom. I get to look at you face to face and we get to go deep into talking about how I can help you get clear on what struggles you're facing, the patterns you're feeling stuck by, the changes you want to make. I'll help you get clear then on the vision, the life you'd love to live and get more connected with that. In essence, stoking the fire of the vision that you have. And then we talk about action steps. In essence, what you can do to bridge the gap from where you are to where you want to be. That's the strategy. And those three main parts we're going to focus on in this call. And at the end, we absolutely can discuss coaching and further structures of support beyond just this one call. But this call, it's worth $250, but once a month, I offer this as a gift. It's my gift to you just for being here, listening to this episode and resonating, of course, with the, with the message I just shared, because Chances are, if you've listened this far, you get what I was saying and really are maybe interested in support in coaching over months of a time. So if that resonates with you, if you'd love this session, I only have 14 sessions for this month of September. So if this resonates with you and you would love this, then your next step, go click the link in or the description of this episode. So wherever you're listening to this episode, in the description, there's a link to my calendar. So click the link, pick a day and time that works best for you over the next couple of weeks. And then there'll be some questions to fill out just to give me some greater insight into what's going on for you and how I can help you on this call. And again, it's completely complimentary. It's my gift to you. If this resonates, go click that link in the description, book that time. And I look forward to talking with you because it's, uh, it's, it's something I really love doing. 
uh, recently I had one of these sessions last month and someone was just thanking me for the time. But I really, I really feel blessed to offer this because I do have the time I get to offer this. And I love talking with you, you listening to our podcast. Like, I feel like it's like meeting uh, someone I deeply know already, because if you book a call with me, there's some level we, we resonate. So uh, I look forward to talking with you, my friend. And with that said, I hope you have an amazing day and work on applying this, whether we actually even ever talk or not or definitely if we book this call, I definitely work on this even more, but ask yourself the question, what can I do to be even more committed to my dream? What can I do to be even more committed to the vision I have for my life? And also you could start to notice the times that you get off track. Like what, what tends to cause you to think in terms of the delay and procrastination and to, to give up? Because sometimes it's people, Sometimes it's particular habits we have in our own life. Like one in my past was video games. I, I, would, I would feel like, oh, I just want to play some games. And that would take me away from even working on my business in the first year or two. So it's in many different things. So people in your life could be habits you have, um, could be even like the work you're doing, whatever you feel might be taking you away from the, the fire that you know you have for the life you'd love to live. Start to question that and see Maybe you can renegotiate those kinds of connections you have in your life, whether that's with people, thoughts, beliefs, actual habits you have in your life, things you do. Question those things because as you question and just stay open, stay curious, there will be answers that will come to help you in applying this principle of energetic sufficiency so that you can bring forth into this world what you want to create, again, for yourself, but really it's for the world. Whether you realize it or not, any indirect way, there's always an indirect way of how our dreams actually serve others. So dream big, love it that into existence, use the power of sufficiency. And if it makes sense to you to have a strategy session, book that call, link in the bio. Those sessions go quick. So book it as soon as possible. And I'll talk with you soon, whether on that session or another episode. Peace. And that's it for today. So thanks for tuning in. We really hope you enjoyed listening to this episode as much as we enjoyed recording it. So any questions, any comments, connect with us on Instagram personally at Kevin F. Carton or at Chris J. Carton or our podcast Instagram page at Science and Spirituality Podcast. And if you feel guided to, the one thing that we do ask is for you to please rate the podcast and also leave a review. This way we can reach more people and in that way impact more lives. So with that, we'll see you on the next episode.